it's Megan. And Nicole. Welcome to It's Cool Us Too. Where we chat different parts about being a woman in your 30s and realize honestly, we all go through the same shit, just from different angles. Are you ready for it? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So when I was waiting for you, I was like, I wonder if I'll have a chance to say that. Um, and that was probably not even the nerdiest thing that I'm going to do in this episode. But I, I was just... surprised that you did it, but <laughs> delighted all the same. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. It's Friday. I'm going to a Halloween party tonight. Are you dressing up? Yeah. Um, it's been a lot. <laughs> like there's just like explain. a lot um well you no know, it's been fine it's just um emily and i our mutual friend we're going as uh romy and michelle from romy and michelle's high school reunion are you doing the dance no i mean unless we have a few drinks before we go and like decide to learn it but she's coming back from a week away on a work trip i don't know how much time we're gonna have um but yeah, I got like, oh my gosh, I don't know if we'll be able to, oh, no one will see this, but I got a tiny, tiny, the least Megan bag you've ever seen in your life. It's like this tiny little sparkly, uh, metallic silver baguette. bag. Um, yes, a baguette. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Can your phone go in it? I don't think so. <laughs> so it's a between the boobs night. Uh, yeah, maybe between the boobs thing, maybe my phone could go in it. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know how that goes. Um, but yeah, we got the the whole thing like ordered the Amazon dress that they wear, like those like really like latex sparkly dresses. I'll get some photos. We'll put them up on the Insta so people can see. The really jokes part is that we read in some of the the commentary on Amazon that they're really short, and we were like. Oh, they'll probably be fine. It literally doesn't cover my vagina. Like I had to go out today and get nude, nude bike shorts. Cause I was like, okay, so there's like no way we could wear this. Why wouldn't you wear bike shorts in the color of the dress? Because the dress is, well, because the dress is a metallic blue. Like there's no way that I could have. Right. But we felt nude was the right one <laughs> we felt that nude would be the right choice because people will get confused they're like is she naked is she is that not? her vagina is that her vagina so yeah that's what <laughs> again i don't know how it's gonna go i also bought these heels which like i'm probably gonna take off within an hour but yeah i'll i'll let you know i'm how jealous you're going to a halloween party yeah i wish you could come are you doing anything tonight no, I'm going to be in bed probably by like 8.30. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, you're recovering from uh, non-COVID but cold. Yeah, I had a cold and I was traveling and I just haven't slept well this week because it's been just a busier week, which is fine, but it's all been fun things and good things, but I'm just ready to have like a cozy night. Like I might make myself a cup of tea and watch a movie and then crawl into bed early, maybe open my Kindle and read a book, really just dive into a quiet grandma night. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. 
So very different what you're doing, but equally exciting. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So we haven't even told people the news about who messaged us. I know. I was literally getting ready to go to dinner with some girlfriends and almost reached for my curling iron on the wrong end because the notification popped up on my phone and I was like, that can't be real. And it's like time stood still and I nearly burnt my hand off. Oh my God. Because <laughs> I just wasn't paying attention. Okay, let's stop bearing the lead. So Tinks and I are, well, not me. Sorry. I don't mean to. How myself. dare you? Um, Tinks and the two of us are now best friends for life. It literally made my week. I was so happy. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. So we, for context, we posted, we've had a lot of really nice support since launching. Yeah. Thanks for everyone following us. And it's been nice because there's people that maybe aren't in our immediate circle, but are like friends of friends or wider network. And there was this girl who is like, would fall into that category for you, Meg. Yeah. Who reached out and wrote this like lovely little note and said she was enjoying the podcast. She sent it to some of her girlfriends and it reminded her of Tinks, which to us is like a very incredible compliment. I think my response was, this is the best compliment ever. Yeah. <laughs> so Megan took that and just posted it and tagged Tinks. And then she responded with like heart eye emojis to us. And then we were deceased well then I immediately responded like oh my god I like screenshot <laughs> screenshotted that and then was like oh my god Tinks does this mean we're best friends and then she just responded yes ha 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 so I'm gonna choose to to think that the ha 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 was just like of course obviously yeah instead of ha 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 you guys are crazy <laughs> it's all about perception <laughs> yeah it's how you take it. It's how you take it. This is reminding me a lot of uh, Giggly Squad, also a podcast I love, and Hannah and Paige. So Haley Bieber responded to Hannah on TikTok, and now <laughs> Hannah refers to her as her best friend. So they'll be like talking about something, and she goes, "My best friend Haley." That's yeah. <laughs> My best friend Haley said this, so I'm, I'll I'll start doing that about things. Okay, that'll be um. That'll be my unhinged moments. And I think it's safe to say if she ever feels so inclined, she's more than welcome. She has an open invitation. Well, there's a pretty stringent vetting process, but yeah, we'll try and get her through, you know? <laughs> um, it'll be tough for her, but yeah, we'll yeah. try. We'll try to make it work. You know, our people will talk to her people. We'll, we'll find some time. Yeah. We, we are our people. <laughs> 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 Any stories that you want to regale the listeners with before we dive in? From this week? I'm sure I think. I was, yeah, no, I was traveling. I was in Halifax. I love Halifax. I haven't gone. Get on a plane. It's awesome. No, I think, oh, I do have a little story. So it was my dad's birthday when I was away and we were supposed to go to dinner on the weekend, but I wasn't feeling well. So we did kind of like a makeup dinner last night with him and my sister and my sister's boyfriend. And... My dad has like recently gotten into TikTok and he is obsessed. But the problem is, is our oh For gosh. You pages are very different. So he keeps talking about these TikToks. He's like, you know that one TikTok about the guy and the goat and like this? And I'm like, we have such different For You pages. <laughs> like this is, <laughs> we are not the same. That's pretty cool of your dad though. Yeah, my sister got him on it. I can't imagine my dad using TikTok. He can't even take a selfie. 
Yeah. So he, Rob's come a long way. What about you? You had a you had a I had an incident that I yes. need to talk about. Um. So yeah, I was cat sitting for my boss. Um, they're outdoor cats. I fell madly in love with them. I've always kind of like hate's a strong word, but I may have hated cats before. But these ones, I immediately took a liking to. They're two years old, and I became very attached to them very quickly. The fact that they were outdoor cats, uh, I did not love. And they were very attached to their adventurous side. So I had to take them out. Or not take them out, sorry. I don't don't walk them. You just let them out. (laughs) You just let them out of the apartment. Okay. Anyways, final evening that I was cat sitting for my boss... I go outside to call for Minnie because she hadn't come home yet and it was getting dark. Um, Two cats, Minnie and Finny. Finny, usually the leader of the pack. Minnie, kind of a dum-dum. Every morning she wakes up and it's like 51st dates. Like she just remembered that she has a tail, but she doesn't know what to do with it. You know, like it's like pretty adorable, but also she's not that smart. Let's be fair. So I come outside and I'm like, Minnie. And I hear her meowing and she's on the roof of a three-story building. She's just, her little face is just peering out. And of course I immediately panic and I'm like, I must call the fire department. Which Um, you think you would do. Like that's the reflex of every TV show. Yeah. But then I was like, I don't know what cats are like. I don't know what they normally do. So I ended up uh, calling Michael who was still on France time, but in Montreal with his daughter. And it was like 7 p.m. or something. And he was like, it'll be fine. Go to sleep and see what happens in the morning. Like, if she's down, then great. If she's not, then we can do something. And I was like, Michael, it's it's 7 p.m. Um, but sure, I'll, <laughs> I'll keep her up there for the night. Anyways, long story short, she didn't come down on her own. She ended up being up there for three days. And... I had to go, I ended up having to call like a wilderness retrieval private company to get her to come down. It was such a saga. I mean, it's one thing to lose a cat that you're cat sitting. It's another if it's your boss. It's like a very high stakes situation. I'm impressed you kept your cool as well as you did. I don't, I don't know if I kept my cool. That's a but thank you but thank you I'm glad it it appeared that way externally yes (laughs) Um, but yeah anyone hit me up if you need if this happens to you because google is useless in this situation if you google who to call when a cat is stuck on a roof nothing comes up so um yeah I'm um I'm here to I'm here to help I think that transitions nicely into what we're going to talk about today and it's good that you finally come around to the liking cats side. Well, Taylor's a cat person. Yeah. Is she not? She, so perfect transition. Yeah. That's not even a question. <laughs> Are you a Swifty? Am I? Am I a Swifty, Nicole? Obviously I'm a Swifty. Okay. I'm trying to think of like when, so I, I must have liked Taylor Swift in high school. So yeah, by the way, this is an entire episode de- de- dedicated. Wow. I almost said dated. Dedicated to Taylor Swift. So strap in. I must have liked Taylor Swift in high school. Like, I think that that's when her first couple of albums came out. But I feel like first year of university was when I became, like, complete 
completely and utterly obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? My like earliest memory of Taylor Swift. So you love reality TV. That's like well, most reality TV, but you love like drama reality TV, like the Bravos and all that stuff. I love anything to do with like a dancing or a singing competition. Like that's my jam. And there was this random obscure show from like the early 2000s and Taylor was on it and like performing. I think it was Picture to Burn. Oh my gosh. And I like, yeah, I just, I loved her. And then we went to university and yeah, we, our girlfriends really, oof, we all jumped on the T-Swift bandwagon real quick. And I remember, I don't know if you remember this. In first year, when we went to look at the house we moved into, and there were boys that lived there. Yeah. The room at the top, I think that was like at the back, so the one next to yours. Yeah. When you walked in, the guy had a massive Taylor Swift poster that like took up the majority of his wall. No? Okay. Just me? Cool. (laughs) But yeah, no, I like early, early days loved, loved Taylor. Um, And I think for me, it's just the way she's able to write songs and like the truth in her lyrics that you can just relate to. Like for me, every, there's so many songs that she's written that relate specifically to a person in my life or an experience in my life. And Um, I don't have that really with any other artist. And I think part of the benefit for us is we're also 89 babies. So it felt like what she was going through in her life. I mean, not the like global superstar recording artist (laughs) side, but like (laughs) being like just a young woman and growing up and falling in love and breaking up and, you know, all of these kind of emotions that come with being a woman she was going through them at the same stage as we were. So it's like, yeah. it just really, really aligned with where I was at. And so that, yeah, is probably what made me fall in love with her. And I feel like, especially with her most recent albums, so Folklore, Evermore, and now Midnight's, she's come back to like that very lyrical, strong mm. work. Because I feel like the last one for, like, I love, don't get me wrong, I love 1989, I love Reputation, and I love Lover. Like, there's songs on there that speak to me deeply. But it's almost like Folklore, Evermore, and Midnight is a return to, like, Fearless, Speak Now, Red Taylor. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's an, that's an interesting perspective. Because, like, we're going to... You know, in a bit, once we've completely mm-hmm. dissected every T Swift, I want to talk about like our favorite album, which is going to be tough to choose. Like, if we Oof. could only bring one to a desert island. But I think for me, like, I agree with you in the sense that Evermore and Folklore were kind of this like more of a return to like gentler music <laughs> almost, um, like more of a focus on the lyrics, basically than maybe like the poppiness of some of her other albums. But I read this really funny review. Uh, I didn't read it. It was on TikTok. It was on TikTok. But there was this uh, thing that someone was comparing. They were like, oh, 
you know, I was expecting to see, to hear Midnight's and have it be like, uh, like folklore evermore with not evermore. Evermore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Folklore. And evermore, Your T like, Swift status is going down quick. I know it's embarrassing. <laughs> um, no, yeah, they were like, oh, we, I thought that it would be kind of like that vibe where you're hanging out in a bathtub, drinking a glass of red, like, just like chilling, except that Midnight's is more like 3 a.m. stumbling home drunk with like a cheeseburger and having all the feels. And yeah. I was like, oh, I do definitely resonate with that. Um, I feel like that's very true. And I feel like you, I completely agree with you, by the way, on what you were saying about the fact that I think Taylor Swift is so important to us and so influential to us as an artist because of the fact that we've grown up with her and she's experiencing a lot of the same things as we are from like being a woman in your thirties at the same time as we are or being a woman in your twenties at the same time as we are, um, you know, falling in love, falling out of love, family stuff, moving, like just so many different things that you can hear in her lyrics and I think that those like specific moments where she captures them, the moments that I might've experienced perfectly, yeah. like those are the reasons that I fall in love with her over and over again. In preparation for this pod, I was like going through a lot of my favorite songs and trying to figure out, I mean, some of them, it totally makes sense why they're my favorite, but mm-hmm. some of them I'm like, why do I have such a special place in my heart for this particular song? It's do you know be- what I mean? A hundred percent. It's because she can articulate a memory or a feeling or an experience that we've had in a way that we weren't able to put into words that we were just able to feel and experience, but we weren't maybe necessarily able to as creatively articulate. Yeah, no, you're completely right. So one example of that is now I'm not going to remember which um, album it's from, but the song New Year's Day yeah, it's from Reputation. Yeah. Um, so there's a line in that song. And like, I've always been obsessed with that song. I think because I'm the most nostalgic person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I get, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of like, nostalgic might not be the right word. I just get so wrapped up in like this idea of like time being so finite. Dear God. Okay, Megan, don't go down this path. But like, just this idea of like things ending, like I hate endings. I hate change. And new year's day is always that like big transitional moment where you're turning from one year to the next. And she's talking about cleaning up after a party, basically on new year's day. And there's a love interest in there somewhere. And at one point she says, please don't ever become a stranger whose laugh I could recognize anywhere. Mm. And that's like totally why I love that song. I mean, it's a great song, but this idea of like someone being so important to you now and knowing that like the life moves on and the world changes and there's this potential that they might not be as close to you at some point in the future. Like that stuff pulls at my heartstrings. One. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's funny to to look back on those. Sorry, go on. No, New Year's Day for me, like it's, you know, I want your midnights, but I'll be cleaning up bottles with you on New Year's Day. Like, I know. It just, yeah, that song is probably, I'm going to say it's probably my favorite song on the Reputation album. On Reputation? Yeah. And the, like, one of the most cruel 
realities of life is that, you know, people are going to come into your life and mean something to you and then leave and you're never going to talk to them again. And you'll literally move from someone being a strange, like a, your best friend to being a complete stranger. And it just happens. And you find yourself maybe like a few years later being like, oh, holy fuck, I have no idea who this person is anymore. I couldn't recognize their voice if, you know, I heard them in a crowd or I have no idea what's happening in, in their lives. And it's, and that's not just for romantic love. It's for like friend breakups. It's for just people who drift apart. Like it's a cruel cruel lesson in life so yeah no I love that song where are my notes <laughs> yeah Nicole took so many notes I have like I mean, three I have three I like, pages of notes here I was like remember to take some notes about your favorite lyrics and then I was like classic um like I was like oh god I don't want to think she has to I don't want her to think she has to do loads of work and then of course she shows up with like so much background work. <laughs> Megan, this was my favorite prep for a podcast I have done. I know, date. 100%. <laughs> okay, so I want to, I do want to go back into the connections with the songs, but I, before we kind of do that, I want to go a little bit back to Taylor as a, as an artist. Um, I like that was like an example of like her lyricism, but one of the things that, you know, you, you have a question here that you wrote down. You're like, why do people or why have people maybe always put her in a box or thought of her as a subpar artist or discounted her success? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you felt this, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but like, I, I do think, I do think that like I used to, and I don't know if this was like, I don't think this is something I ever spoke to, spoke to anyone else about, but like, I feel like I was kind of embarrassed to be a Swifty for like a long time. Is that like- yeah. No, I don't think you're alone in that, but I like, I never felt that. Like, I'm I'm president of Taylor's fan club here in Ottawa. I like try to convince all of my girlfriends to become Taylor's. I made them an album that said intro to T-Swift for non-Swifties who love Lover. Because there was like, if they like one or two songs, I made them like yeah. a playlist of things that I thought they would like. And I'm like slowly converting them. Like my friend's getting married next week and she's using an instrumental of lover oh, cool. to walk down the aisle. So we're making no, headway. So, but I've been I don't mean now. I mean like when yeah. I was in my early 20s. I think that's when I I think I I don't know why I just thought that other people thought she was a subpar artist or that she kind of was like a one trick pony. I think she was always put in a box. And I think people yeah. are like for a long time. So up until like red Red was, I think, the first time she started slightly playing with more pop music. Up to that, she was very much a country artist, right? And then when she came out with 1989 was when she really transitioned fully. It was her first full pop album. So she made a full, like, genre switch. Yeah. And I think that was the first time people were like, oh, okay. But the things that she's done in the industry, and this is why I have such a strong admiration for her, is like she would do things like she pulled her entire catalog of music off of Apple because they weren't paying artists fairly for their work on iTunes. And like when someone with the power to do that, like Taylor, is like, no, fuck this, that has massive effects on smaller artists and independent artists down the road. Her whole, you know, re-recording her masters and taking control and ownership of her 
music to I me mean, is, she had to do that she didn't, didn't she? have to no she didn't have to she chose to she chose mm-hmm. to she's like if i could you know make this music once before i can make it again and yeah. i can actually own it 100 percent. like that is the- no i thought that was like super cool and super ballsy yeah. but i i know that it had something to do with like some shitty stuff that had been done to her by her label yeah yeah. She was backed into a corner. I mean, if you listen to Vigilante shit on Midnight. Yes. Oof. Yeah, I know. It's so good. I didn't know that that's what it was about. Yeah. Yeah. I love oh, it. Oh, see, I know you're definitely, you can win the prize for a biggest Swifty between the two of us, at least. Oh, God. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> I also just, um, we were talking about this in prep, I think a day ago too. Like there's... I think the interesting thing about her too is she's always been, and I think this is why I like Tinks too. She's very committed to, engaged with, and switched on and like tuned into her audience and her Mm. community. Like she knows them. She listens to them. She kind of plays with them. And I remember, I think you were on exchange this year, but we, like our housemates in university got into the car. We drove to New York, which wasn't that far. It was like an hour and a bit from where we went to school. Um, And we went to Target. We would buy the album at Target because, like, there was, like, a Target exclusive or something for it. And we would then sit in the car and, like, this is, like, a CD. Like, we're talking this was 2008-2009 timeframe. So you would pull out the, like, jacket of the CD and you would open it. And the lyrics of her song, there would be letters here or there that would be capitalized and, like, it would spell things out. Okay, no, I don't remember that. I was getting nostalgic about the whole, like, being able to pull it out from the CD and read the lyrics while you were listening to it. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that that she did that. Like, there was, like, hidden messages in them. Oh, my God, yeah. And, like, her Easter eggs, even now to this day, like... I really hope she doesn't get like a restraining order against me, but like she was on <laughs> Jimmy Fallon, I think it was, and she was talking about the Easter eggs that she drops and like her videos or like messages or things like this. And she was like, it's to the point now, she's like, can I hint at something like three years in the future? Can I hint at something that's like that far out? And like, will they get it? And it's just creative fucking genius to me. Yeah. Oh, I'm all excited. Like I'm. Ooh. Are you like hot for Taylor? I am like full girl crush. <laughs> <laughs> I love Taylor Swift, yeah. and I have zero, yeah, zero, zero shame of okay. zero shame. Well, yeah. you shouldn't. I think it's it, like it's. It, you're completely right. She has reinvented herself, and like I, I don't think it's ever cool when someone's putting themselves out there as an artist and clearly very talented to like think it's uncool to like them. I think for me, maybe what it was is like, I resonated so much with her music that, and, but her music was so vulnerable. Yeah. And like, I think that like, I, I struggled with being honest about how I was feeling sometimes specifically about like guys in my life that I like had crushes on or like, you know, the angsty pain of like being in your early twenties. Um, and I think she captured those moments perfectly. Like that line in all too well, which, Oh God, like of all songs, I think that might be my favorite song. Yeah. Um, of hers. I mean, I think it's most people's favorite. 
Um, but she talks about like, what did she say? Something like, I crum- I'm a crumpled up piece of paper lying here. And I remember the first time I heard that lyric being like, that's exactly right. You know, like, I was just like, I know what it feels like to be like a crumpled up piece of paper. Like, it's weird. Like, it's such a, I mean, I'm a lit major. So or I was a lit major. So like those types of analogies or metaphors, like I was just like, such a nerd about them. But yeah, I think basically, I'm just echoing what you said. I think that she captures the feelings of what it was like to be at those stages of life, just Mm -hmm. so beautifully. Um, But I do understand. And again, this comes from like, this is not something I'm proud of. And I'm really gonna embarrass myself here. And I'm gonna put it on the table before it comes up at a later date, because I know it will at some point. Like, I understand saying something and thinking you're giving a cool answer. Yeah. And so, side note, I was driving with our friend Kelly and her boyfriend at the time to, like, a camping weekend. And we were driving and listening to music. And this would have been, like, 2010. And you know where this story's going. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying desperately not to laugh right now, but yeah. I'm anyways, so they asked, so like if you could listen to one artist for the rest of your life, who would it be? And I, without hesitation, like the it's this was not the right answer. This was not like the true answer of who I would want to listen to, but I was like, oh, we're like they're Maroon Five. Maroon Five. What? What? Oh. No, and I wasn't there, but the way the story, Kelly tells that story, it's one of our favorite stories. You know one of the stories where you're, like, away with your girlfriends and, like, those, like, hilarious stories of all of you get brought up. It's so folklore one of Nicole now. that gets brought up. <laughs> it is. It's fucking folklore. Um, I wasn't even there, and I feel like I was there because Kelly tells the story so well. And it was just, like, you know, if you could only listen to one artist for the rest of your life, who would it be? And Nicole's, like, Maroon 5. Like, almost, like... Like, it's like a reflex that she had to say it. So did you say it? I don't think we've ever talked about this. Did you say it because you thought that was the cool answer? Well, I was, I, I don't even know if I thought it was the cool answer. I was like, well, it's kind of like this band that at that point was like, this cool. was, well, they were cool, but they weren't like big like they were a few years later. Like, this was still early days for Maroon 5, True. I think. So, and I think it was just, it's also something that I just listened to prior to like getting in the car so it was like just right there and I do this sometimes where I just answer and I don't think Mm. and I just go with something that's like right there but it's not the right answer and I have yet to live this down so I get sometimes when you say things to like maybe appear like different or cool or like not so mainstream and cookie cutter which like I am to my fucking core like musicals Harry Potter, Taylor Swift, Dancing with the Stars. Like, I'm a nerd for shit like that. And now I don't care. But I can totally understand what you mean of being like, you know, you don't want to, like, be totally vulnerable and show everyone all your cards. And Yeah. But for me, it wasn't ever with her. It was with other things that I... Yeah, I mean, you don't want to tell everyone that you're obsessed with Maroon 5. Fuck no. Especially (laughs) now. (laughs) God, that's like one of my favorite stories. Um, You're I welcome. wish I had been a fly on the wall in that moment. Yeah. Okay. I I think we need to go through and like talk about some of some yes. of our like fave Taylor songs or like 
I'm almost thinking of it as like if we could create, we don't have to create a whole album, but like what would be like the hits from an album that would sort of describe our lives that she's created? That's okay. so corny. How do we do but this? Do I'm we sure go by album? Loads. Do we go by like moment? Or, like how do we do this? I think we go by moments in our lives. Okay. My notes are a little out of order then, but that's okay. Oh, apologies. <laughs> um, well, you you do whatever you want to do. No, that's fine. You go first though, because I've got a lot. Just start with okay. maybe like one, yeah. Okay, so... I've never been this excited for a podcast episode. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I New Year's Day, we've already talked about. So I think like my... If I think about unrequited love, which I've had a lot of in my life, that is not meant to sound like woe is me. That's just like something I've experienced and I'm completely fine. Um, I, in first year, was madly in love with one of our, I can, I can totally say it because he knows, uh, one of our, our mutual friends, Dylan, we lived on the same floor. He was this like super adorable, nerdy guy who always wore a dinosaur t-shirt and he had these like little spectacle glasses. Yeah. He's amazing. He's now like a hot doctor. So who can uh, cook to Dylan? Oh, who he he can cook? Michelin star chef. But I saw him first, you know, I knew he was, a, <laughs> he was a catch. Anyways, I kind of knew he, he wasn't into me. It was never like a thing. Like I never completely put myself out there, but the only song. So I remember I used to, it, first year I would leave. I had all these 8 a.m. classes and I would leave um, in the winter. That was when the the crush really, you know, escalated. Um, I would leave to go to my classes and I would put on my headphones and plug in my iPod and I would play White Horse from the Fearless <gasps> album over and over and over. And I literally, like, I didn't listen to anything else when I was on my own. And it was this like dirty little secret because the, the, the lyrics in that are like, um, I'm going to find someone someday who might actually treat me well. Like, oh God, I it's kind, it's just so cringy to think about because he did, he treated me fine. He was totally fine to me. (laughs) He just didn't know I was madly in love with him. So it was like this, like this, like, oh, I've been wronged. This like unrequited love. And I was like, so ashamed. You're like, I looked at him and he didn't propose (laughs) to me. I saw him from across the room. Um, But yeah, no, it was, it was like on repeat for you know, six months of my life. Um, so when I was going through the albums today, looking at like what songs really like Speak stand out as yeah. being emblematic of a period of my life, that was a huge one. Oh, Megan. Um, yeah. <sighs> on kind of the same vein, I'm going to go back even before high, like I'm going to high school. Okay. And Teardrops on My Guitar. Ooh. is it like the fact that she was like 15 when she wrote it too just like blows me away um but there's a line in it that goes I'll bet she's beautiful that girl he talks about and she's got everything that I have to live without it just kind of right like that's it's yeah. the same thing it's like this you know when because like everyone's experienced that like you like someone and they don't like you back or they're into someone else or you can't have like that's just a, such a part of life and it's deep. And, I mean, and as a young girl, you think that like 
It's so funny now. You think it's your fault. You think it's something wrong with yeah. you. You think you've done something. And I remember, like, I see it now on reality TV sometimes um, where people will be like, I saw it on Love Island this season, actually, where people will say, the, the girls will say something like they're trying to act really cool. Like they don't really give a fuck. Like they're, they can handle themselves and then they get rejected and they're like, what's wrong with me? You know, what does she have that I don't have? And that is how we are basically, I don't know if it's like brought up to think it's just the nature of humans. Like we're, can be quite competitive and we can compare each other with other people, ourselves with other people. But I just think that that captures that feeling so well of like thinking that someone else has something that you don't have when in reality, that's not the problem at all. (laughs) No. And it's like that, that like with the bachelor, right? Like when the girls get, or the guys get rejected because they don't get a rose at the rose ceremony. It's like, they've known this person for 24 hours and they're having full emotional breakdowns and it's not because of the person. It's because they were rejected. Yeah. Like it's humans are fucked. Anyways, on that same album though, is our song. Our song is a slam screen door. When you're on the phone and it talks real slow. Yeah, I am obsessed with that song. Well, you just missed half the lyrics. Well, I don't know all the lyrics. Oh, Megan, Megan, Megan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, that line... just like like when you were in high school, did you ever like talk to boys and stay up late, like on your home landline, talking yeah. to them? Um, uh, no, I didn't. Oh. I texted on my little Nokia. Um, I remember there was a guy like that I worked with at Boston Pizza. Shout out to Boston Pizza, and we one month racked up like because this is when you know my parents are paying for my phone bill. And like you got charged per text message. Oof. And it was like it was like five thousand text messages in one month or something like absurd. <laughs> and they were my they were like, Who have you been texting? And I had to like make up a lie about, oh, like my friend Alex. Um but okay. yes, so I, I know the vibe that you're going that you're talking about. Yeah, so there was a boyfriend that I had like when I was fifteen and he was a little bit older and we would like talk on the phone and like I was I didn't couldn't drive but he could so like being like in the passenger seat while he's driving his car it's just like that whole just song to me reminds me entirely of like my first boyfriend yeah like, that's as a so teenager cute. yeah and like that just that innocent sweet love like oh I should have kissed her when I had the chance and I didn't and blah blah, blah. anyways it's just oh I love that yeah that like song I think will just always hold a special place in my heart yeah and I think that this is like so it's funny because we're going back in time and like that's when those songs obviously that's when they came out yeah but like I don't think we would have had I know we wouldn't have had the same emotional connection with those songs no you know if they came out today because yeah it's like we have that emotional connection because we grew up with her. Right? 100%. This may need to be a two-part episode. I'm not – I don't know. But – Yeah, we're we're 100% going to have to make this a two-part episode because I think <laughs> we could probably talk about this for two full hours. <laughs> I think the other thing to that – your point, though, about if those songs came out today, I still think to some extent they would be like reminiscent of a time because even an artist like Olivia Rodrigo – a song will come out that like 
isn't about where I am now, but there's like, it reminds me of a time and place in my life. It reminds me of a moment or like younger artists or things like that. I think it's definitely easier, but. That's a good point. I mean, I, I mean, Olivia Rodrigo is unbelievable. I saw her at Glastow in July or whatever, June, uh, and she was unbelievable. Mm. But like, I also think that the style of music and that this is like pulling hairs at this point, but like, is that the saying pulling hairs? I don't know where you're going with this, so I can't confirm. Well, or deny. anyways, the, basically what I'm trying to say is like, I think the style of Olivia Rodrigo's music is something that I like more now. Like I can't imagine myself listening to teardrops on my guitar or our song now in my life. I just don't like the, the country twangy style of music. I liked that more when I was younger. So that's maybe, maybe we're different in that way. Like, of course I think that like, she will never go out of style for me. None of her phases. She's out of style. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, Little 1989 reference. Oh, I mean, I think 1989 was when I started realizing that she was well, because I thought that Brian Adams, or sorry, I thought that Ryan Adams was really cool. And so then when she covered 1989, I was like, oh my God, this chick is so cool. Um, so I think that was really, that was one of my first vinyls. I love that album. Wait, Taylor's 1989 or Ryan Adams' 1989? Taylor's 1989. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was confused for a moment. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> no 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 that was one of my favorite albums I absolutely love it yeah 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 um, um like out of the woods oof. gives me all the feels okay we're getting ahead of ourselves we need to go back okay okay where I do think you I need to be to? medicated <laughs> where do you want to go back to um speak now album. okay so that album to me has th- three kind of key songs that um four actually um, one's like an honorable mention. Um, the honorable mention is Never Grow Up. And when the song came out, my like little cousin Lola was like still a baby. And my other cousin had a daughter um, who was a little bit older around like that, like 14 age. So it was like very like in line with that. And I remember around that time, there's a line at the end of it being like, so here I am in my new apartment in my new city. They just dropped me off. Like it's like... When you're moving out for yourself for the first time, and I'm really sorry you had to listen to me sing, Um, but (laughs) it's just like that was like almost the catalyst. Like when you go away to school, it's like you're you pack for weeks, you get so excited, and then your parents drop you at school and you unpack, and you're like, oh, I'm on my own now. And there's like a very, I don't know if you experienced this. I was very excited to have that experience on my own, but there was definitely moments where I was like, I just want like a hug from my mom. Or, like, oh I God. want my dad to, like, remem- yeah. Nicole, Nicole, do you remember what I was like when I got dropped off at university? I was a completely Well, that was the first day I met you. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. No, I was, like, completely, <laughs> I was completely inconsolable. I, I literally didn't want to leave. I, like, begged them to take me with them. I did not want to be there. Um, so, no, I 100% understand yeah. where you're coming from with that. So, that, that song to me means a lot because it just, again, reminds me of, like, you know, kind of growing up for the first time. Um, but the other kind of 
actually, this is probably one of my favorite albums, to be honest. Um, and it really oh my centers God, it's around... definitely my least favorite album. Oh, really? Okay, so there's... Yeah. Okay, there's a few songs on this that remind me of Queens and remind me of being at school. So Never Grow Up is one of them. The other one is Long Live. And do you know the song? I don't think so. I, if I heard it, I would, I think. But, like, it wasn't one of my faves. Yeah. So it reminds me of being at school in our final year. So 2010 going into 2011. Because there's a few lines in it that just, like, speak to me. So it's like, I said, remember this moment in the back of my mind. And then it breaks for a bit. And then it goes to, we were the kings and the queens. Oh, yeah. And then um, it was the end of a decade, but the start of an age. So it's like, it was the end of 2010, but it was like, we were growing up and moving on to like this next stage of our lives and stuff. And I think when you spend so much time with people at school for so long, you know, and it gets that four year period comes to an end, you're like, yeah, are we going to stay in touch? Are we going to be friends? Like all this stuff. And there's like the end part of that song. It's goes like, Will you take a moment and promise me this, that you'll stand by me forever, but if God forbid fate should step in and force us into a goodbye, if you have children someday, when you when they point to the pictures, please tell them my name. Oh my gosh. So like I remember that song and it very much ties to like our final year at school to me. That's a beautiful lyric. Right? Yeah. I don't know. And it's funny because like I don't know if um, it's one of my excuse me, if it's one of my least favorite albums because I wasn't maybe as a bit obsessed in it then. then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like that might be why, but I, it definitely wasn't one of my favorite albums. Um, mm. I mean, I think you're going to be shocked. You're going to be shook when I tell you what my favorite album is. Really? But yeah, I think so. Um, or actually maybe you know me well enough that you won't be shocked, but. I think I know what it is. Should we just say? Okay, can I okay. Well, Your favorite album, I think it's gonna be Reputation. Yeah, that's my favorite album. Yeah. <laughs> I And your favorite album is this one? No, it's not, but it's it's up oh. there. Okay, let me guess. Your favorite album is Red. Yeah, without question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Okay, so before we kind of move on from Speak Now, because I'm guessing you don't have any songs to add in this. Um, the only song that I wanted to point out from Speak Now is Mean. I love Mean. I love Mean. That actually wasn't on my – oh, my God. How did I forget? Yeah. I think that – I. so it's really funny, and maybe you'll have this, like, same memory as me, but Mean was, like – I remember I started hanging out with you and, like, the football boys. Yeah. In fourth year. Sorry, this isn't about to say that any of the football boys were mean. <laughs> the, but what what I was going to say is I started going to, what's the place? Ale House? Mm-hmm. The like country bar next to it. Mm-hmm. And I remember they used to play mean a lot. And I remember just yeah. being like, not everything has to be like, you know, so <laughs> I just always have a tendency of making everything so emotional and like overanalyzing everything. I'm like, sometimes people are just mean. Like, I just remember being, listening, being in that bar and being like, life isn't that complicated. Sometimes people are just fucking mean and like, you just need to stop worrying about it. I mean, I have great memories of being in that bar, but I'm sure that there is something about that that like triggers it. I don't know. 
I would be like talking to some of those guys and girls who would want to talk to them would literally pour drinks on me to like get me to move oh out of the way. So I would, yeah. I had like two or it happened like twice, twice at least that I can like vividly remember. Fucked. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Wow. You just dropped some tea. I did not know that. That's a whole other fucking episode, but back to the important stuff. The other two that I like really speak to, and this is again where, you know, it's me, I'm the problem kind of vibes is uh, (laughs) in Sparks Fly, which I just love like the overall like vibe of that song. But she goes, you're the kind of reckless that should send me running, but I kind of know that I won't get far. And it's like that goes into every girl being like falling for the bad boy and falling for the guys that they shouldn't go for and aren't necessarily – you're just drawn to those kind of – and you have to go through it at some point. You have to experience some shitty dudes. But that's like line just like – I'm like, oof, speaks to me. It's a – it's a. that's like one of I think the ones from that album that people – liked best back to december is definitely up there too yeah and then mine um and the reason i like mine is because the things that she's saying to the i guess the person in the song that like is reasons to like push someone away or like her own kind of like flaws or wounds like she says you learn my secrets and figure out why I'm guarded. You say we'll never make my parents' mistakes. And as a kid who, like, my parents divorced oh, when I was 11, yeah. like, definitely carry some emotional baggage from that. So I resonate with that. Or, like, I brace myself for the goodbye because that's all I've ever known. Like, I mean, it's very, like, Humpty Dumpty energy, but, like, I've been there. Yeah. And she refers to herself, too, and I – this is something that I reflected on writing this today. I don't know if I'm that far away from this. Uh, she calls herself a flight risk with a fear of falling. And I think sometimes, even now in dating. Ooh, I forgot about that line. Yeah. Even now in dating, I, I've i just been hurt a lot that, like, I don't want to get too attached. I don't want to be too vulnerable. I don't want to let someone really in to be there for me because I've always just had to deal with shit on my own. I've always had to handle my own business or pick up the pieces. And now it's like I'm gun shy to... Oh, you're preaching to the choir. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that song to me is like... Ugh. Yeah. Should we stop here and keep people waiting for like part two? I don't know why I said it like that. Um, part, and then we can part actually, two, yeah. part, part two. Um, and then at least, I mean, I feel like we've gone through your faves and then I'm going to be the one who's like, and then she said this, and then she said this. But um, I am like so pumped to talk about a lot of the more recent albums. Yeah. So let's maybe put a pin in this Okay. for now and then we'll. Keep people wanting more, you know? We're very mysterious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So on that note. Uh, tune in uh, next yeah. week and we'll do like a full debrief on Midnight's, Reds, Lover, Reputation, it's all coming, 1989. This is oh like the, God, it's going to be like the that. meat and potatoes next week. Yeah. This was just like, we the love Taylor next week. It's like the, like the real shit, you know? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. I love you, Coley. Okay. Love you too. Bye.
Bye. Bye.